Hey, Rachel. Hey, Andrew. There's something up there. Oh, what's that? Possibly. Possibly an unidentified flying object. (laughs) Weird military men. Strange spacecrafts. Government denies all concerned wives. That's what we have to uh, look forward to on uh, today's episode. Oh, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Uh, opening sequence. (laughs) Um, Welcome to uh, episode two of There's Something Up There, Rachel. I am Andrew. And I'm Rachel. So we're going through... Kind of, we're going through X Files. Obviously, still, this is an X Files podcast. We're on episode two. We're just kind of gonna. I think we're just gonna launch right into it. Yeah. Um, this is the this is the launch of the famous theme song. We didn't have that in the pilot episode. I think we discussed. Yeah, it's something to not have it for the pilot and then jump into the rest of the season. I didn't realize it was never there with the pilot. And yeah. now I'm looking back and I'm going, what? This is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. For every, for every episode that we watch, I, during the, during the theme song, I'll do, I'll like give kind of the rundown A of little what, commentary. yeah, what kind of was happening in that little, uh, opening intro segment. Oh man. The zooming in on the, I, the FBI IDs, uh-huh. the flash zoom or i don't know what you even call that effect but they're just going in real slowly like it's a strobe light yeah on, like a stop motion kind Mulder of a thing and almost Scully, basically yeah. yeah yeah that scene is from episode three which we'll talk about yes. next time yeah it's so good so mm-hmm. um, they have that thing that i always hate yeah we'd love to know what um some of these weird images are that they're showing yeah if you know what the if you know what the image is it's, it's probably like <laughs> literal like the literal halfway point where it's those two mirrored objects and like round objects yeah stuff starts like pouring out from the top my my best theory is that it is a lint chocolate ball with the chocolate (laughs) oozing out and it doesn't make it any better no it It doesn't makes it but every single time i look at it i was just like (laughs) i hate this so much it just bothers me to no end this i don't know what it is um, I've read that it's like an alien pod opening and I don't buy it, but, but yeah, like I said, um, just kind of a, a little bit of a brief, I guess, kind of a, kind of a, a walkthrough. I don't want to, I don't want this, I don't want this podcast to kind of be a, a play by play of the whole episode. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, we start out, um, it's it's a it's it's a police raid of this house very concerned uh woman housewife type um freaked out about her uh husband uh they break in there and they see that he's like just covered in rashes and he's you know freaked out and he's not doing too well we get your little intro we get the intro yeah, um and then it jumps right in with Mulder and scully and uh well you're kind of just like okay they're about to deal with some strange case yeah and scully's like yeah. what yeah well they're so, like at happy so just hour. because it's a little interesting like what mm-hmm. do you want from this molder and then he's oh this something smells yeah like something yeah. i'm interested in mm-hmm. and we kind of got uh we've got kind of shades of uh your molder and scully 
uh, ship, if you will, where mm-hmm. he, uh, he comes up behind her and he does this like sort of like neck move. He like swoops in, like he's going to give her a kiss <laughs> on the very cheek comfortable or something already. Yeah. She, and of course she's still, um, oh my gosh, she's so guarded. Yeah. Well, it, this is she's a completely guarded in every form. She doesn't believe what he believes. No, this is a new experience to her. And I mean, even throughout the entire episode, she is straining so hard against this alien belief. Everything, yeah. everything that happens is there's some kind of like s- simple, like real world explanation that's given. Yeah. She doesn't have any desire to smell the paranormal, what do you call it? Paranormal bouquet that yeah. he was so excited yeah. about. Oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Let's go check this out. Um, yeah. To, and then they go into that, um, into that bar to go f- talk to bunch of people or to find somebody who's maybe mm-hmm. seen a so-called ufo and they're talking to the yeah this is after there. yeah this is after they've met up with um we we find out um that the the man at the beginning who was having his mental breakdown is uh colonel buddha house he was a military mm-hmm. pilot uh they're visiting um his wife who sort of phoned in um that he's been missing uh, this is a four-month time jump. Yeah. Uh, and he's been missing all this time, and they're looking for him. Um, real quick, they uh, they talk to her. They talk to um, one of her friends who's... Uh, her husband has had a similar thing happen, and he's he's just zonked out. He's gone. <laughs> um, Brainwashed. <laughs> pretty much. And so from there, yeah, they go to this uh, roadside UFO bar. Basically with the... Yeah. Uh huh. Photo that's fifty years old that looks to be some kind of UFO. Mm-hmm. Another one that is more recent that this lady took on her porch mm-hmm. while taking the garbage out. Yeah, she's got that great joke. I thought they were gonna land, and I was gonna have to serve them lunch. Uh, yeah, that was a great line. <laughs> that was really. I good. love that one. And Mulder's eating it up, and then Scully's like, "You sucker!" Like you know, saying it under her breath. And I'll see you outside. Like just yeah. not here for this at right. all. Well, and let's you know. Like I said in the last episode, Mulder is no slouch. He is a psychologist. He's, mm-hmm. he's he, uh, you know, he's, he knows how to gather information. Yeah. He's been doing this long enough. Yeah. He buys the uh, $20 UFO print in order to get that map. The, Smiling. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's very chill yeah. and happy about that. Yeah. He may or may not even believe that this is the real deal UFO thing. Yeah. But he knows how to get information. He does. Yeah. Intelligent, street smart, kind of in a way that uh-huh. maybe Scully is less so. Less so at this point. At this point. And to that, to that note or to that point, um, that makes me think of what I wanted to say in the middle of watching it with you, which is when they're in the car right after this looking at or just talking about the UFOs. And she's like, all you have is this 50 year old image. And then the one that just this waitress gave you. Um and as I was listening to her rant on about how that is not viable evidence or any viable lead, it's like the very thing that would be just enough, if not more than enough for her later on mm-hmm. as she starts to kind of walk in Mulder's shoes. Yeah. You know, but right now, no, that's that's like still way too yeah. far off. Case number, number two, as yes. it were. Yeah. She's she's hardly gotten her feet wet at all. No. Yeah. She really, she really hasn't, you know, she hasn't begun to believe 
yet. No. Which is so interesting though, where they, they leave off on the pilot where I think, I think she was sort of ready to believe, you know, she was out there in the rain sort of, you know, jubilant in the knowledge that they've stumbled upon something. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's not a, I'm wondering if it's not a case of trying to differentiate the pilot from the rest of the show. Cause they can't have, you know, there's, you know, if there's no, if she believes in the pilot episode, then there's no forward momentum for the rest of the series. If yeah. he converted her in episode one, no. doesn't, doesn't work. So no, I think they we don't to, want that. Yeah. I think they had to dial back the conversion a little bit. Sure. Well, and like she, she may be getting caught up in a certain um, event that has taken place. So the pilot episode, mm-hmm. she's being persuaded slowly but surely, but then you take a whole nother situation. Yeah. And I think she, she really has a hard time going up against like authorities in place and dealing with the government. You know, she doesn't even think she can ask the questions. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we can't be asking these questions. Like you're crazy. Like stop. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of the, of a lot of her moral compass is coming forward right now. Sure. Um, which I think like she's going to have to learn to break out of that because it, it inhibits her from seeing things. Yeah. You know. Mhm. And um I'm not really sure but I I I love that you brought that up because it kind of uh maybe goes and and please, you know, correct me if I if I come incorrect, but um if we're talking about uh um enneagram perspective, mm-hmm. Mulder being let's say a 5 wing 6, the 6 wing would maybe have him questioning authority right mm-hmm. he he's part of the united states government the fbi you know um a, a, a an institution that's been around for decades at this point and even even still um but he's still questioning that kind of authority and granted this is the this is the military another branch of the united states government but he sure. he's not um he doesn't care, you know, his, his pursuit of truth, um, is more important to him than any conventional boundaries mm-hmm. of authority. Yeah. His, he's, he doesn't care. He'll, he'll go to the lengths. He'll trespass on, uh, on, on military grounds right? just to get a glimpse of this, this quote unquote UFO tech that we're seeing throughout throughout the episode here. Sure. Meanwhile, Scully can't even imagine breaking that kind of rule to no, go and do that can't. thing yet. Yeah. Not yet. No, not yet. Um however, she starts to in this episode get a little feisty because she's uh jumps into that car, pulls that um that government man's ID, yeah. finds a gun in the console and then when confronted she kind of is forced to uh bare her teeth a little bit yeah i mean she's you know she's looking out for Mulder's safety and is starting to feel skeptical Mm -hmm. and then it's just honestly this is another good case for her being a one because she's going with her gut yeah there is no there's no time for her to reason through this or feel through this she's just going with her gut and And, sticks the gun in his side you know so and well all the evidence is coming out you know they they they're stopped on the dirt road um, by the government and basically t- the, all of their evidence is taken away. That's a really good scene. This is a common trope throughout the entire 
show. Yeah. Um, where somebody will come in and the evidence will be taken away and destroyed. Yep. You know, and it's frustrating and it's got to be frustrating for them too. But Blink it's kind light. of like, yeah, I mean, towards the, towards the end of the episode, the guy is saying, you know, the, the secrets are, are given, you know, as much care as they're worth, or that's paraphrasing. Um, as much security, I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so it seems to me that the, that all the evidence is pointing towards a cover up, and yeah. she has to know that even if it's not UFO related, the government, the military is covering something up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit hard mm-hmm. to, to sort of reconcile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to determine, um, where she sits right now and being what what shows to be a type one and i love thinking about the the levels of health that can come out in any of us so like for her this was something i was reading right before we got going for like an average level kind of dipping into an unhealthy level type one mm-hmm. um and i just feel like it very much sounds like her um highly critical both of self and others judgmental perfectionistic opinionated about everything correcting people and badgering them to do the right thing as they see it um impatient and never satisfied with anything unless it is according to their prescriptions so and then if you're dipping more into the unhealthy like side just being very dogmatic um she's dealing with a lot of absolutes so she at the moment thinks she like possesses the truth and not like capital T truth, but government itself is not corrupt to her. You know, this is the truth. So stop Mulder. You can't be questioning these things. And Mulder's like debunk. You have to question, you have these, to things. question these things. In fact, that's part of who he is. Yeah. is I will question these things. Mm-hmm. The truth is out there and he's going to find it. Yeah. Um, it's so well, and you've got to remember that, you know, Scully is what, two years into the FBI at this mm-hmm. point? She is still fresh. He's been at this for a decade, you know? So, yeah, he's been. He's been, yeah. An FBI agent for a for decade? A while. Well, for a while. Not, not necessarily a decade, but for a while. For a while. I think they said they got him right out of, uh, right out of academy. Okay. Got him right out of university, but I likely should say. he's got a handful of years. He's on got her. at least five years on Scully. Easy. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, yeah. I mean, it. I mean, it's played that he is the more experienced agent, and he's definitely in his element. Yeah. This this episode was packed to mm-hmm. me. And it's like it's all flashing in my head right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot. There is. Yeah. I kind of debated doing the whole audio commentary thing about this one. Really? Give us a give us both a microphone. Uh, while we watch it and then just selectively pause as we need to make points but that's obviously not what we're doing i'd like to try that right yeah i wouldn't mind there are a lot of really interesting um kind of things brought up in this you know i mean we're um golly there there was just this one the the chilling moment where they go back to the house after uh colonel budahas's return to his wife and she's like, that's not my husband. Mm. And I was definitely uh, getting shades of, uh, do you know what Copgrass delusion is? No. It is uh, the delusion 
um, that somebody you know um, has been replaced with an identical doppelganger. That's terrifying. So for, yeah, so for all she knows, like, he looks the same, he knows the same stuff, he does the same things or whatever, but to her, that's not him. Mm. Like, there's something fundamentally wrong, something has changed. Yeah. You know? And... And Mulder keeps us cool. He starts does. questioning. Yeah. And just doing his thing. Yeah. <laughs> while Scully observes. Yeah. And it's so crazy to me because towards the end of the episode, this this same procedure that we are led to believe that happened to Colonel Budahas, this uh, selective memory mm. erasure, it doesn't seem to have the same effect on Mulder as it did Budahas. He's not he doesn't seem to be a shell of his former self. I mean, he's disoriented. Yeah. Cause this is, True. this procedure has just happened. Yeah. This kind of, uh, it's almost like, um, it's almost like a liquid transorbital or transorbital lobotomy. It's, um, I'm just shaking, yeah, my head. She's shaking your head. No. <laughs> um, it is, uh, it was, I mean, the, the transorbital lobotomy was pioneered in the, uh, the early days of uh, American medicine whereby um, they they take a sharp pointed instrument mm. go up through the uh, the little point um, uh, right here in, in your eyeball your eye. in the corner of your eye next to the bridge of your nose Ooh. they go up through it they they break through the small uh, it's a it's a thin I, I have no idea how people find this found this kind of stuff out but it's a it's a it's an area of the skull that's super thin and they bust through it and then they scramble the prefrontal cortex the oh, connections wow. and um it was i it was initially used to sort of pacify um sort of more manic mental patients but it mm. really just kind of ended up um destroying people's lives and this was practice for for so long and and a lot of people will call it like an ice pick lobotomy because the pioneer yeah. the pioneer of this would usually just use an ice pick because it was a it was a sharp thin instrument that was available at the time but it's almost like the the government has sort of perfected it in a liquid form they're able to selectively erase drop. people's memory of certain things yeah and it's crazy because I, I think i remember the first time we watched this episode I was like, yeah, they're already uh, erasing people's memories. <laughs> they're already erasing Mulder's memories here. Yeah. It's only episode two. Yeah. Well, and I guess for Mulder, they only needed to erase the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Where he's seen so, all of this stuff. Right. And who knows what that was looking like with this this general um, mm -hmm. that they're erasing memory yeah. for. Well, they had him for four months. They had Mulder for a day. Less. Yep. Less than a day. Yep. So that's, that's, yeah. that's an insane fact. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm, well, and I'm also wondering, you know, uh, talking about, um, the general having way more, more stress about this, you know, that it kept getting brought up that he was under all of the stress of flying these experimental crafts. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering if that doesn't have anything to also do with the, uh, kind of coming back home shell shocked. Right. You know? It's like a, a form of culture shock. <laughs> yeah. Go from alien mm -hmm. reality back to yeah. human reality. Well, it's almost it's almost like a form of mental self defense. Yeah. Like they they erase the they erase the memories, but it's almost like a, a bodily 
reflex to sort of prevent him from having the stress put on him that was flying that experimental craft. Yeah. And it seems to me, um, you know, Mulder is saying towards the beginning of the episode, this guy's never washed out of anything. You know, he's a military pilot with presidential commendations. He is the, for all intents and purposes, uh, and to quote men in black, the best of the best of the best, (laughs) sir, Uh, sir. Um, he's never washed out of anything. And so for, for somebody like him, to just be broken so badly right. by piloting Actually, this craft. Yeah, I was thinking about that even as they were explaining that, or I guess as Mulder was saying that from flying the ship, maybe he has this post-traumatic like experience. And I'm just going, well, what in the world was that experience like flying a ship and Mm -hmm. what was he actually having to do so i love that there's this really freaky like unknown of of their whereabouts as like this government Mm -hmm. working on something yeah well not only what he had to do but as we see about midway through the episode where they're sort of watching the two uh spacecrafts or the, the, the two ships sort of doing this almost choreographed ballet dance mm-hmm. um they're moving and and like scully says in a way that no aircraft could move right you know it 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 it's almost indicative of something you'd see maybe how like spotlights would move yeah where you could just sort of move them at will as right. you know and you can you can see and you can have them go right up against each other and then stop dead because that's just you're mm-hmm. you're stopping them you know it's just yeah, it's light. it feels like when they're flying in the sky, like there's no grid and that everything is just right. I don't know. Yeah, they're but flying another in, dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got full mastery over three dimensional space. Yeah. Whereas, you know, your blue angel or whatever, it's going to it goes forward. It can go other directions as well, but it cannot stop in midair like that to do it. Uh huh. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen the blue angels in Chicago? Yeah, I saw him. Um, I saw him once at the. um not even in Chicago though. I saw, um, the blue angels, um, at the beach, the, the beach I took you to in Griff, uh, not in, Griff. in, uh, in, in, in Miller, in Miller, in Miller mm-hmm, beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw them there as a kid. Um, I went with my, uh, friend Jimmy and his family, mm. um, growing up, my family wasn't a big, you know, uh, <laughs> Northwest Indiana beach family. I think they thought like Michigan was dirty and that was for this Florida, Florida girl. I feel like I can understand a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So, but it's still, we were more, yeah, we were more of like a coastal, you know, Florida beach kind of family, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I saw the blue angels multiple times, uh, right before school would start Mm -hmm. from Lakeshore. Yeah. And once I was even watching it from, uh, I, Oh, Gosh, I don't know what floor I would have been on. I would have been on like the tw- like the twentieth floor of mm-hmm. some building that I was house sitting in, right on the lake. Nice. And yeah, just thinking about the the power behind those um, mm-hmm. those planes, yeah, and those like aircrafts. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and there's and the- so much specialized training. I'm sure that goes into that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you can only you can only imagine the kind of training that you might have to take for for this particular craft yeah and when you're dealing with like a 90s show that's talking about 
a technological advance, it's also really interesting because now we're 20, no, not 20, we're 30 years from, or close to 30 years yeah, close from to when 30 this years was removed. being made. So I don't know. There's, I'm interested to see some of the things that I think I already kind of have that yeah. have aren't as much of a wow factor now. Mm-hmm. But again, I still find this yeah. 90s show to be really relevant yeah. with some of the questions that they ask and some of the things that they like go, this is absolutely impossible. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, well, weren't we just talking about the other day with um, being able to fly? To, <laughs> will we be able to fly to the moon like watching Ad Astra? Yeah. Yeah. We we did watch uh, Ad Astra. Excellent movie. Um, Very good. Sci-fi cross sections does a... Uh, an episode on that wink wink mm-hmm. um but yeah the, the 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 commercial flights to the moon and it's just funny to think you know 30 years removed from from this 90s show what technology would be currently possible and what we're looking forward to in the very near future i mean they've been working on commercial flights to the moon for several years now already yeah so it's and just are kind at of this the, point thinking a two to four hour flight from here to London is possible. Yeah. That, that would they're be gonna wild. make it happen. Mm-hmm. Which I I can save my thoughts for that for yeah. now. But it yeah. is and, well there's so much technology. I mean uh Elon Musk was interested in doing that hyperloop before, which was just um I can't remember exactly uh what it was or what the distance is, but it was similar to the Japanese bullet trains, which already do um, very, very quick trips in between Japanese provinces. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, I mean, they call it a bullet train because of how fast it is. Yeah. I wouldn't mind more of those uh-huh. trains, the German trains, mm-hmm. <laughs> anything yeah, like well, that. Well, I would just like trains that run on time. Sure. You know, um, kidding. yeah, I think we're going to try to keep this episode shorter. I think we're going to keep these future episodes shorter than we kept episode one. Definitely. Because we were, we were going through a lot of stuff, explaining a lot of things, you know, kind of talking, setting up a lot of the things that we were talking about. But mm. um, I don't want to step over um, what this episode was called. Do you know what this episode was called? I don't. Oh, um, this episode is, it's episode two. It's called Deep Throat. Mm. So we so are we are meeting uh, at the beginning the bar scene, and then towards the end we're meeting Mulder's. Uh, we're meeting a, a a gentleman who may or may not, as the series goes on, become close to Mulder, um, almost an informant. Um, we will we'll touch on him as the season goes on, but he same man that dropped off the vial at the end of the pilot episode no right? no 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 no. that is the smoking man oh the smoking man and deep throat are two different yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah, you're right older white men it's a very yeah brief moment yeah mm-hmm. but it's just these and it's kind of it kind of goes back to this uh the idea that the military sort of is acting with impunity you've got almost these shadow governments within the governments these shadow agencies mm-hmm. you've you know you've got these military men in black style who are sort of they're they're destroying evidence against them and they're they're manhandling they're working over agent yep. Mulder after pulling him over pull him over rip out all the film uh-huh. throw out all the papers yeah and and shadow governments i mean that's uh 
that is a huge part of the the X-Files. Just the idea that the truth is out there, but the truth is also being obscured yeah. by all points. You know, Mulder's so, not even really sure who he can trust. Right. And then Scully makes that good line about when she's talking to um, the woman at the, at, at, the, at the house, the general's wife. Yeah. And is like, well, the government is not above the law. They can't they can't hide or they yeah. can't keep and that's what she thinks secrets. naive she's scully still sitting there. she's still a, a fresh agent yeah it's wow yeah yeah scary it's now how it blinds her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well yeah i mean it's the ideal right she's holding to the she's ideal she's holding to an ideal and it's good that she comes with that yeah. perspective like mm-hmm. we need that yeah but um, she needs that growth right so very cool. Well, in the time in the time we have left, out of five, what do you what do you give this particular episode? Episode two. Episode. Deep well, throat. I feel like before I can give my rating, I have to ask you how you feel about Mulder's workout oh, outfit boy. because I've already commented yes. on Scully's pantsuit that I will keep Her commenting pantsuit on. Pantsuit that you love that I so Mulder's, dearly love. My mom also affirmed that yes, she loves that pantsuit. Mulder's insane cutoff <laughs> sweatshirt. And and nineties like terry cloth off. shorts basically he's wearing these like shorts oh so good this insane outfit yeah well it's insane the outfit's absolutely insane yeah so um, and that's right when deep throat yeah that well that's when he sort of says like hey off. you know I can give you I can be you know I can be your inside guy but right. only if it benefits myself right um I don't know about you I'm gonna give you my um, sort of take on it, and I think it's five insane uh, workout outfits <laughs> out of five. <laughs> Very excellent episode. Excellent cutoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I thought it was stronger than the pilot, with all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's nice when you like, the, like I talked about the pilot episode, how I feel like it needs to have everything there to set things up, but then it's nice to get beyond the pilot. Mm-hmm. Because then you can really get into the story. Sure. Um, so I also felt better about this one. So I would I think I would give it a, a four and a half hey. if I'm allowed to. Yeah. But otherwise can I can four round and up and to five. Yeah. <laughs> four and a half pantsuits. I'll Love give it. Mulder a four and a half cutoff yeah. rating. Hey. There you go. Sure. Yeah, you can you can cut off part of the part of the rating there for you. Four and a half. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, that's episode two of There's Something Up There. Rachel, um, we're definitely, uh, I don't think we've, I don't think we've worked out the format a hundred percent yet, but we're definitely covering episode three. We definitely have to give enough time to these beginning episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have to cover number three because number three is iconic. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's squeeze. (laughs) Yeah. So we have to cover episode three. Very excited. Yes. Uh, but until then keep watching the skies.